Oops. See, now I didn't start. I gotta I gotta start the intro. Post game podcast. I'm your host, June. I had a little blooper at the beginning, but something was wrong with the system. But I produced the beat for the intro, so the intro will get played. <laughs> so, that music is not going to waste. Uh, so I'm the host, June. I got my boy B. Foster with me, and it's been a tough, tough piston season. Hey. I'm at peace. I looked at the record today, right? That is nasty work. Nasty. Three and 30. Oh, that's bad. That is horrible. There's... 100. Is that is that a 100 winning percentage? Is that what they call that? Yeah. Um, since we last spoke, Pistons won a game. Who was who was that against Foster? The Raptors. I was in the building. Beat the Raptors last night. Went into overtime. Lost one fifty four to one forty eight to Utah. Oh yeah, that was an A. I watched that game. That was actually a good game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine something, but when you're three and twenty nine, they're not good unless you win. Probably entertaining is I don't know what, but the, you know the the best thing about last night is Alex Burke found a shooting touch. Alec Burke has had it for the last, um, even in the win, even in the win, he. Uh, he shot well. I don't know if anybody shot well against the Rockets, but he um, went crazy last night, though. Yeah, yeah. He 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 tied the uh okay, Burks. Yeah, he had 21 against the Rockets. 21, 54% from field, 30, 50% from three. How many did he have yeah. last night? Oh, he had 30 some last yeah. night. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he had the game time, uh, he had a game time buzzer beater to, to to put the game into overtime, actually. Um 27, 27. And Cade had 31. Cade had 31. Bogey. Bogey said, I ain't. Because he had a terrible. The last time we played the Jazz at home, he had his worst game of the entire year. He said, I ain't going like that the second time around. I mean, he had last night. 36. Yeah, I ended up I'm sorry, him. man. If you can't win with Bogey having 36, Cade having 31, and Burke having 27, Got got to stop somebody. Versus the Jazz, you don't have a chance in heck. Yeah, yeah you Jordan, have to stop somebody. Yeah, unfortunately, Jordan Clarkson off the bench had 36. 37? 36. 36, yeah. 
Well, he's gonna shoot. He's that he hasn't seen a shot he doesn't like. Right. That yeah, ball yeah. going up when he get it. For sure. For sure. Kind of like yeah. Alec Burks, except better. Yeah. So last night was a very entertaining game, but another loss. Um, how did they look? I didn't watch the game, Foster, so I have to ask you. This is more like an interview. Did they turn the ball over a lot? You know, it wasn't painfully obvious, uh, but we did have 17, so yes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We played an extra five minutes, right? Overtime. How many turnovers did they have? 12. Okay. I can, hey, look, I'm realistic. We have 17 turnovers and they had 12. I'm good with that. You good with that? That's only a five turnover differential. Only. <laughs> hey, the way they've been turning the ball over and not caught forcing them. Yeah. But honestly, it's to the point now to where I am numb to it. So when I say no, we can't it didn't seem painfully obvious, um, Kate had six and by far had the most. <laughs> he always, he always leads that that stat and it's always five or six yeah it's never it's never two or three it's always five or six yeah the second the second most was wiseman had three and other than that it was pretty sp- spread pretty dis- distributed it's pretty is foster but, but it's not, not you but it's not, not five like everybody else you well, know well here's the thing not only are you, this is what i this is what i'm afraid of not only are you numb to it i think they are Oh, for sure, for sure. No, it's like it. it's always oh, just a turnover. That's what we do, and let's let's keep playing. Yeah, nobody's worried about turning the ball over. They just turn it over. Yep. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. They're they're professional and they're grown men, so I guess can't handle it the way I would handle it. You know, uh, today's NBA, you can't you can't just bench anybody. They'll be calling their agent and you'll be in the owner's office, you know, seeking a trade. Well, somebody's got to play. <laughs> That's for sure. Somebody's got to play. Somebody's got to play. I'm just saying, like, I'm not saying, like, bench him, bench him. But I'm like, okay, let, let's say, for instance, Foster, I'm the head coach, right? And you're my, you're my, you're my starting point guard. Second quarter, you got four. You, you you turn the ball over for your third time, two quarters. Come here, Foster. <laughs> such and such, get in there. Sit right next to me. While this game's going, you know why you're over here. You can turn the ball over three times. I want you to understand that these turnovers are strictly yours. You're responsible, dude. They weren't forced turnovers. This is what you're. This is how you're mishandling the ball. Now I'm gonna put you back in there. But if you keep turning the ball over, I'm gonna have you sit down. That's the conversation that I would have. Yeah. Whether whether or not it works, but like I said, it's today's NBA. You do that, you're liable to be in there with be in the office with Jay with, with his agent the next day. Can you imagine if we didn't have Cade this year? We won in one in one in thirty-two. 
I did. I almost feel like we'd have more wins. <laughs> Somehow, some. I mean, you can't have too much left. It can't be worse. Yeah, it can't be. It really can't be worse. It could. It could actually only be better. And it sounds crazy because he's done so much for this for us this yeah. year. But we were significantly better last year, like way better last year. Like we knew we were in going to be in the lottery. I mean, we ended up being the worst team in the league. But three and anywho, there's a couple of other teams that's, that's almost as bad as us. Kind of like Washington's kind of there, but they they at least win you know a, a game or two a month. How many we wins? A, we many almost won a six. That'd be three times what we got. Well, no, two times what we got. Um, we might have five or six wins. Record. They are five and twenty-seven. Is that what it says? I'm asking. I'm just guessing. Six, six and twenty-seven. That's what. Six it is. and twenty-seven. So three times. No, no, no. Stop. My bad. Two, two times. times. <laughs> it was three times up until when we finally. They're I'm not still, used to us having three wins. You know, still in the same boat. Kinda. Kinda. No, 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 there's no kind of. They have 27 losses, and we have 27 in a row. No, 28 in a row. Foster, in the NBA, whether you're six and 27 or three and 30, you suck. Oh no, no, for sure. There's a lot of teams. This the 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 Charlotte Hornets suck, but but there's there's levels to this though. <laughs> there's levels to sucking. <laughs> I mean, see, I wasn't going to see. That's why I didn't, you know, um, because. I would much rather lose. I'd rather lose more games than the Pistons than to lose that many in a row. row. Yeah, it's it's it was the it was the that many in a row. However, you can't avoid it if they've won twice as many games. You, it's just not mathematically possible for them to lose that many games in a row if they've won twice as many. They still are horrible. But the reason why I say that is because Kyle Kuzma has said, no, nah, we're not losing to no team like that. Bro, you're a team like that. No, I know. They're not a team like that. They're not, <laughs> Okay. Though. If you don't They're you, not, though. Bro. They are, bro. They're, they're we, horrible. We've seen, we've seen teams this – we've seen bad teams, right? Like what? like like the like Washington, they're, they're bad. But the way – but to go, my thing is this though, they've they can have they can have they can end up losing, they can end up with the same record as us this year. That can still happen, right? Mm-hmm. They'll never have to worry about losing that for two months straight. Well, let, me, let me ask you this, Foster. Mm-hmm. Flip flop it. Would you feel a lot better about your Pistons if they were if they had the same uh record as Washington? They were six and twenty seven. How much better would you feel? You talking about in high? You talking about mm-hmm. knowing what I know about the? No, no, no. How much better would you feel if the Pistons were six and twenty-seven instead of three and thirty? Not, not much better. Exactly. That's my point. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It's not enough for another person, the person that's six and twenty-seven on a team that's six and twenty-seven, to point at your team at three and thirty and say, "Aha." Uh-huh. No, you, you, <laughs> you. And that's the st- but I but let's be real. The stance in the league, the stance is is that especially when the record when, when the when the streak was going on, 
nobody wanted to be that team. Like it, it literally took us. First of all, we won by two points and their whole team was gone. Like they had traded for uh, they had traded away Anobi, who was their second, who was their second best player. And they hadn't got the replacement. Well, no, no, no. They traded Ananobi, uh, Precious Achua and Malachi Flynn. So that's three guys that that normally play. And they hadn't gotten back, so they were really missing five players. Also, we're not gonna pretend like we've had our full complement of players. Five players? It's been a long time since we were missing five players with injury. Well, it's not five players, it was more or less like our important players were missing at a certain time. Well, Monty Morris, he don't count. Okay. Bogey. Bogey, that's one person. Duran missed several games. At points. So it's like those are two two very good – I mean, important players. I'd love to look at our record with Bogey back. It's like 1-12 or something. Well, it's, it's, it, I, if you want to go hindsight and, or if you want to go hypothetical, let me ask you this. Do you yeah. think the Pistons would be 3-30 and 30 if Bogey was there from day one? Um. You would venture to say no, but up until the point that we won with him, can you really argue otherwise? He went like 0 and 10. <laughs> like, how many games is I mean, but okay, but taking in consideration, you have to get your game legs back. You got to get your, you know, your, 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 your game speed back. All of that stuff comes into play. It's one. It's one person though. There's no. There's, there's okay. no excuse for it. I remember early on in the game, we were like, "Oh, I can't wait. He's going to provide the spacing and this and that." And he's played relatively. He's played relatively he's well. Decent numbers. He's played um, decent. But it took it took him a good three weeks to to win. Maybe maybe a month. Might yeah. have been a month. It might have been. But I just think they're a different team if he goes through training camp preseason games and there from day one along, you know what I'm saying? For the, because team for sure. I, I think chem, chemistry is everything. And Cade didn't play last year. Right. So he, he, he didn't even have an opportunity to really uh, gel with him. Right. So it, it takes time. And like I said, this is all hypothetical if it was a fifth type stuff, but it's so many things that that could that could be different, uh, and I think to be three and thirty at this point, it just sucks, bro. It just sucks. It's just, it's not even. It's not for me. It's it's kind of unbearable to watch. <laughs> yeah, like I had to work this morning, so I wasn't staying up to watch that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't knock you. Yeah. So, yeah. but other seasons, other seasons where I've just bit the bullet and stayed up and watched a late. Uh, uh, don't let Chauncey Billups be on the floor playing. Back then, I don't care what time it was, middle of the week, what time I had to be at work, and I was back then. I had to be at work at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. I stayed up and watched that game. Yeah, yeah. Now you got to be. Uh, now you got to. Now you got to lie about watching the pit. No, I ain't watched that game. Nah, like, I ain't watch it. People looking at you crazy like, uh, are you okay? You all right? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like, I, 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 there's just no way that I was going to stay up last night and watch that game because I just said, I, you know what? I, I paid attention to the scores. When I decided to, uh, I, I went to sleep and I woke up and I did check my phone for the score. It's third quarter and the score is like 105 to 102 in the third. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I cut, I cut the phone off. I said, you know what, man? This does not bode well for – and the Pistons were up. And I said, no, nah, they're giving away way too many points. They're not going to outslug Utah. Just not going to outscore them. Yeah, because that's what it came down. It was like, yeah, it really came down to – well, once we got to the overtime, it got spooky, but it was just who's going to get the ball last because – Neither one of you know, neither side was really playing too much defense, to be honest. But yeah. we were actually up. We were actually cooking for most a, of the game. For the most of the game. It wasn't a comeback. We weren't coming back. We were we were kind of we were up for a lot of that game. Yeah. Not by a lot, but when I when I when I checked the score, they were leading at the end of the third. And I was like, they they were in the hundreds then. I said, you know what? No. <laughs> if it had been like in the 80s, I probably wouldn't be like, okay, let me watch the rest of this game. 80s, well, yeah, now, yeah, that's something. you know what I'm saying. But it's, it was in the hundreds, but it was in the hundreds, and I said, you know what? No, nah, they ain't. Neither team is playing no defense. This doesn't bode well for the for, for the Pistons. No. Yeah, yeah, no. My girl definitely thought it was the end of the fourth and not the end of the third yeah. uh, when it was a hunt when it, when they were both in the hundreds already, and it was like. Where does this game end if <laughs> if they already got a hundred points? Yeah. yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Let me get to a break, Foster, and we'll come back and we'll talk some more Pistons, man. This is gonna be a quick break because let's just say it is what it is. Final score last night: Utah one fifty eight. Detroit Pistons one forty six. Uh, no one forty. What was the score? One fifty four. One forty six. Yeah, I blew it's, out in overtime. <laughs> uh, what was this? <laughs> so they um, yeah, yeah, and scored eight more in overtime than Detroit. But no, yeah, one fifty four. One forty eight. Yeah. Yeah. 154-148. They that the end of, the end of the game dragged terribly. Like they just kept fouling. They just would not let it. They they would not let it die. <laughs> well, what do you do, coach? You're the coach, Foster. What do you do? Um, as far as improving forward the rest of the season. Um, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, Asar Thompson. Now. He has been offensively, he has struggled pretty bad. Okay. Um, but I feel like you don't have anything to lose playing him as much as you can. You got Isaiah Livers out there. He played 30 plus minutes last week. Uh yeah, last game. He was the starting power forward over Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. He played. He was. He started in the game that we won, the Raptors game. He started. He, he was solid. He's one of. He's one of our best three point shooters this year. Not really sure why. Like if you're gonna like 
my the only okay livers plays hard he is just not a i just don't see him having a long and a uh successful nba career i i think that beyond the pistons he's got maybe one more stop and then he's going to be up out of here so with that said there's really no point in him he really doesn't bring enough to the to the court um he, yes he does place a little defense or whatever but he just doesn't bring enough to the point the court to where it's worth him taking minutes from kevin knox and asar thompson um outside of that killian hayes like um i at this point, we might as well give Sasser those minutes. Once again, Sasser is one of our better shooters, you know, less smaller sample size, but he's one of our best shooters on the team. He is, you know, hopefully a, a guard of the future, or we might as well see what we got in him too, because um, yes, he has, you know, kind of disappeared um, from where he was early in the year. I still remember, I think it was the 76ers. I think he dropped like 25 points or something like that. Um, he had a great game against the Sixers, and it really was just a matter – from what I could see, it was just a confidence thing. He just really believed that every shot was going in, and, you know, by all means, a lot of them did go in or, uh, in that game. So I feel like you might as well – at this point, it's not a matter of, oh, I want to put the best team out there. That's going to give us the best opportunity to win because we've lost all year with these with you know with these other guys so why not get asar thompson and sasser as many reps as possible because you know livers is not a player is not a future you know he's not a future player for us um the other thing is bagley it's weird how bagley has has disappeared and now wiseman wiseman's played okay in spurts but it's just weird that bagley has just been getting dmps lately so mm -hmm. I don't know. At this point, it doesn't matter. Um, and I can't stress enough, and I hate to do it to the hometown guy. I can't stress enough how like annoying it is to see Monte Morris, who looks so healthy. Mm -hmm. to me. I, and I know they just, you know, you can't really tell. I don't really know what pain and whatever the case is going on. But it's like yeah, he was celebrating. He was he was up and celebrating. And um, when and Alec Burks um, made that. Uh, that game time three pointer, and it's like, are we going to see him this year? What is what is going on? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just knowing. And at this point, it doesn't matter because we're so far out of the playoff race. It doesn't make a difference. But it's just like, ugh, I don't know. It's frustrating. Yeah. Let me. Um. You had a graphic. You want to talk about that? Yeah, we can kind of. Yeah, we can look at it. It's interesting. Okay. Let's let's get it up on the screen and foster for our uh. For our radio listeners, uh, for our internet listeners, rather, uh, you can explain it. Uh, the people that are watching can see it, but I just put up a graphic. Can you explain what this is? So this is a ranking. Uh, I I should have got where the source of it, where the source of the the graphic was from, but this is a a N, an NBA ranking of our entire of our entire roster from top to bottom. Um, and how they rank amongst uh, how they rank amongst the rest of the NBA. Um, we only have yeah, <laughs> we bad. only have we only yeah we only have one player that is even within the the top 100. And yes, you guessed it, Cade Cunningham, and he's only ranked 63, which was kind of surprising to me because he's put up some pretty gaudy numbers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really. And the other thing is, I really have no idea what they factor into this stuff. Um, one of the, one of the head scratchers is um, Boyan Bogdanovich is is ranked 247th, um, which means that he's ranked like around 10th on the Pistons. Um, so he's ranked below. Alec Burks, who just recently kind of peaked up, he's ranked below Killian Hayes. He's ranked below Asar Thompson, um, who was shooting like 13% from three. You know, that's just the you know eye gouging stat that I can recall. But um, so yeah, I'm really not sure. Obviously, Bo- uh, Bogey's only played 15 games out of the out of the 34 possible. So um, I, I, I'm left to believe that the the amount of games he's played has a, it affects his his ranking overall in the NBA, but as well as on the team. But, um, yeah, we got some guys, you know, that are hanging around the bottom and, and we're talking, uh, several hundreds as far as rank in the NBA. So like the, the worst person is Malcolm Casalone who played a little bit early in the year and he's ranked 499. <laughs> so that's just na- the nastiest of work, but you got guys like Joe Harris, who is a bona fide, NBA player making $20 million. He's ranked 423. He doesn't even play most games. Um, and then, you know, your boy, Isaiah Livers, who is ranked 386. And he started and played 30 plus minutes last game and uh, was, a you know, uh, finished the game, in fact. So, Foster, don't you, make me don't make me throw my Michigan hat. Just, yeah, right. Yeah. Right, just, right. Don't make me throw this hat. Um, so yeah, yeah. And then you even got Marcus Sasser, who's just, um, who, who's the, the next ranked player under Boyan Bogdanovich. So it's a little odd, uh, to, to imagine that, but, um, but yeah, this just kind of puts in perspective the, the Pistons right now. Um, you got a whole lot of guys, pretty much everybody is around 200 or less. Kate's at 63, uh, Jaden Ivy, which is interesting is, is ranked, uh, 178 um, who's the next highest ranked below Cade but everybody else is ranked around the 200s or below that um if, if, if to to put the the graphic in perspective um in two words nasty work yeah just got it just got an inbox you saw the inbox from Dave right so you watch so is he did he watch the uh he had to watch it Okay, okay. Yeah, this was a response. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that here, though. But, yeah. Sorry about that. This, oh, puts, yeah. this puts a lot of <laughs> a lot of perspective on 3 and 30. Like, <laughs> like, look, like, those that are watching, like, when you see your best player ranked 63, in all of the NBA, that means there's um, how many teams are there in the NBA? Thirty some. You say thirty? We'll, we'll say thirty-two. Okay. So, if I'm a franchise, if I have a franchise, and I would want one of my players to be in the top thirty-two, <laughs> that first lap around all the teams, right? Bro- yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a big three, big two type of you know league. So I, I get you that. Want one of your players to be in the top thirty-two, just one at least. Not if you're not if you're the worst team in the NBA. That's just not going to happen. No, I'm just saying you, you 
not ideally. the circumstances right now. I'm talking about if you had a team, you would hope that one of your players is in the top 32 of, of all that. Like, you had at least one franchise player. Yeah. You were, not you saying Cade's not a franchise player. I'm just saying he's only 22. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know. I feel like plus minus plays into the the rankings, and so if you lose thirty games, your plus your plus minus by default is going to be well. I guess not necessarily because sometimes you uh, you can be a plus player and then your bench is just minus, you know, super minus. But if you lose thirty games, your plus minus is going to suffer. Yeah, so for sure. That, that that couldn't that that couldn't have helped his rankings because sixty sounds kind of. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nasty word. When you're when he's probably when you look at his 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 um when the the statistic spread like you got to think he's pretty up there points rebounds assists he kind of covers all bases there so it's like I gotta look at that one more time Foster go back to one me. more time one more time like okay so let let's say you know. Just, just, just for sakes here. Kate is sixty-three. <laughs> Your next best player is a hundred and seventy-eight. That's I'm the next. Like I said, the next everybody else is around is flirting with two hundred. That's nasty work. <laughs> and when I look at the games played, I, we really don't have a lot of guys that miss. Like okay, Joe Harris missed a couple games. Alec Burks missed a handful of games. Stewart's missed a couple. But for the most part, the team has been healthy outside of Bogey, right? Yeah. You know, Monte. Yeah. We can't. You know, I can't just assume that he would have been such a major impact because when Bogey came back, he didn't just turn the team around like that. So other than that, the team has been healthy. Yeah. Bogey's a big, big, you know, that's a big thing, but. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's injuries on top of the, the issues. It's not just solely in, uh, I think injuries is like the cherry on top. It's just so many other issues and so many things going on. And then there's the injuries. You know, all of it contributes to three and 30. I'm not even. I used to look forward to when the next Pistons game was like, like they played last night. I would know when the next game would be. Usually, right? Yeah. And today's Thursday. I'm expecting them to play Saturday or Sunday. Um, they play the Warriors. Oh, they're on a West Coast trip coming up. Actually, oh my God. <laughs> It, it that that doesn't sound good. What do you what do you what are you reading there, Foster? Uh, you got the Warriors, Ugh. Friday, yeah. Then you got a day off. Then you got to play the Nuggets, Ugh. and then um, then you play the Kings. That's back in Detroit, though. So, Ugh. well, well, the, well, the Jazz is is a West Coast game. So yeah, we so it's just three: Jazz, Warriors, Nuggets, and then we're back at home against the Kings. When they um, play the Warriors tomorrow. At night, or uh, late, you know, ten o'clock game. I ain't even got to work Saturday, but I'm not staying up to watch the game. We got some, we got some games coming. Oh, we got some winnable games coming up, though. Or um, I, I won't say winnable games. We have, we can say winnable games now because we've won. 
in the past week. So we can say that. <laughs> oh, Foster, Foster. I was who there. The, and, and who are these winnable games against? So we have the Spurs. Um, that's on January 10th. That's a week from to No, not quite a week. I don't even. Okay, go ahead. Um, now the, the the rock the Rockets beat the dog slab out of us um, on New Year's Day, but we had the Rockets coming up. I don't even know why I said that. Because why I, did you say I that? For, I keep forgetting that the the Rockets are like good now. They're like in the playoff race, and they so. just kicked their teeth in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I it, I'm used to the Rockets being terrible, so you know because they were down a couple of years. So we we got that game coming up. Maybe that game's not so winnable, but it's at home. Asar Thompson is going to be get. It's got to be getting some playing time. He's got to be. Why not? He's playing his twin brother. His twin brother had better numbers than him. I don't like that. I don't like that. What's his brother's numbers? Uh, on the season or? Yeah. Or, um, I don't think they're that gaudy. I mean, because he's he doesn't he doesn't start well shit. I mean, none neither one of them start. But um, but I, I want to say he got hurt this year too. So um, let me see if I can pull that up for you right quick. Um, yeah, I'm just curious to what his averages are. Okay, so against the against the Pistons specifically, he was 12, four and six, 12 points, four rebounds, six assists. You know, nice little nice little stat line there. Um, okay. But on the year, I would venture to say maybe eight points a game because my phone is just acting like it doesn't want to. Let's look it up. And what is Arsar, his brother for the Pistons? What is his averages? Okay, so Amens is is only five five points, three rebounds, and one assist. So not great, um, but he's on a playoff team. Dylan Brooks is playing in front of him. You got Jalen Green. You got Tari Eason. Um, <laughs> you have talent. <laughs> God, God forbid, you know, you have talent and, and yeah. veterans that play. But uh, yeah. so let's look at Asar Thompson, um, whose numbers are probably better. I like to hear him. 8.7 rebounds and two assists. Shooting 45% from the field. He's what? 8.7 rebounds, two assists, and he's shooting 45% from the field. It's not bad. Not great. <laughs> not great, but he's a rookie. Yeah. He's a rookie, and I didn't expect him to come here and – be a double double guy. Off he's averaging he's averaging one block per game though. Hmm. See now, Dave wants to send text after the other show. <laughs> yeah. And this yeah. information was important; <laughs> would have been useful during the football show we have. But <laughs> I'm trying to talk Pistons, and he and I have a buddy of mine. Uh, Inboxing in a group chat about <laughs> yeah. football. I'm learning. I almost got too, you know, too into it. I'm like, yeah, I remember. But anyways, yeah, we'll get we'll get to him uh, very soon. Uh, hmm. yes. but, uh, so Let's yeah. get to another break though, real quick, Foster, and then we'll talk a little more and wrap this up. I don't even know where to begin, Foster. Like, I want to rant about the team, but it's like for me, stage, right? For me, it's over. It's 
there's at three and thirty, there's nothing to root for. Hopefully, there no. I, I want to say hopefully there's some kind of trade uh, that benefits us, and you and we see an improvement the second half of the season, right? Let's say, for instance, that you get a trade in, let's say, second half of the season, which is about 40 games, 41 games, you win 20 of them. That's crazy. What? Let's say, I mean, just saying, like, that would be something to smile about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that's that would be the – the one thing that could happen that can make me say, okay, onward the next season, I'd be excited. But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, if we win 20 games out of the, the, the last 40, that'll, that'll mean we'll have more wins than we had all of last year. So that exactly. would, be, that would be interesting because we won, what, 19? I thought it was 15. It may, it may, it may. I'm not 100% on that, but yeah. Lord, I did not know asking for more than 15 wins would be such a daunting task. 17 last year. 17. Didn't think that would be such a daunting task or asking much. The predictions, though, I think it was ESPN had us being the worst team. Not this bad, but they did have us being the worst team. We were like, oh, they tripping. Definitely thought they was tripping. They made me feel like a real freaking homer. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. Ain't no way in the world we're going to be 17 and, and 65. Well, if we're lucky, we'll we'll, we'll tie that. If that'll we're lucky. Be, that'll be something. I mean, as bad as last year, we never – last year was, we never lost 28 games in a row. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a drink after this show. This, 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 this Pistons has drove me to the liquor. We've got some Wizards games coming up, though. They're better than us. Yes, and the Hornets. Whatever, whatever. We've got to have something to look forward to. I'm hoping trade. That'd be nice. That'd be just to just to switch things up. I feel bad for whoever has to leave their team, who's probably like in a playoff race or, you know, at least, you know, has play in hopes. Uh, they got to come here and just and play for the worst team in NBA history. But, hey, it, it, it'll it make my 2K rosters look a little cooler. You know, next, next show we do, I want to do a segment on the craziest or the weirdest, we'll research it, the weirdest trades in the NBA. In the history of the NBA. And I can think of one okay. that was really, really a head scratcher. This is, I'm showing my age with this trade. Okay. okay. I can't remember this, the exact year, but the, the Atlanta Hawks was doing very, very well. And they traded Dominique Wilkins to the Clippers for Danny Manning. Danny Manning. They said they traded him for Danny Manning and they said that they needed outside shooting. 
Well, okay, so this this was the tail end because I don't think I ever recall um, watching Wilkins, but I can recall Manning for sure. He was like a coming out of school. He was like a he was like a top guy. He was like a lottery guy, wasn't he? Danny Manning was a six eleven, seven foot center in college and power forward in the NBA. Yeah, but if you need outside shooting, you don't trade for Danny Manning. He wasn't a stretch. Also, he wasn't a stretch for no. Uh-huh. There was probably no such thing back then, Foster. I thought he was like early. I thought he was like early. No, he he was a back to the basket type person. Okay, I'm Dominique thinking- did it all. Dominique could shoot from everywhere. Really, he wasn't a post up player. He was a wing. He could he dunk on you in in crazy ways. He could hit hit, hit a jump shot. He was a he was the ultimate scorer. And they traded him. That was a weird, weird, like I couldn't understand that trade. Couldn't understand it. <laughs> well, but was it, but was it on the tail end though? Yeah. They definitely got younger with that trade. Yeah. But here you are, here you have Dominique, who was he was Mr. Atlanta Hawk for years. And he did not miss a step. Like he wasn't. The, I want to say, I don't want to say miss a step, but he was still doing, playing very well. And they made that trade. And, but the Atlanta Hawks needed outside shooting. And that was the first trade they made was because Dominic, I remember Dominique being interviewed. He said, great. You need, your desire was outside shooting and you trade me for Danny Manning. It makes a lot of sense. He was being sarcastic. Yeah, it's weird because I'm looking at it and yeah, no. He had a long career though. Oh, uh, Dominique? Danny Manning. Yeah. And he played his last year in Detroit. I love how we just get the guys. When we get the guys at the tail end of their career. And like that complete tail. Like the last year, he played 13 games. And what's weird is that um, Manning only played in Atlanta for one year. Do you remember? Do you remember when Sean Elliott came here? No, what? Sean Elliott from San Antonio came here and couldn't hit the side of a barn, went back to San Antonio and played like an all-star. That's so weird. Yeah, we have a lot of guys like that. I mean, Allen Iverson played for the Pistons. (laughs) The tail end of his career. Yeah, Chauncey traded Chauncey for him. Yeah. What was the logic there? I don't know. Uh, there's some weird. Maybe we'll keep it Pistons trade that looked, you know, to keep it all in perspective at home. Um, didn't we, Joe didn't Smith, we Alan, didn't we? Didn't we? Uh, Allen Houston, did we? Did we draft him? We drafted Allen Houston. He ended up being okay, huh? Yeah, he. Uh, I think it was a free agent. I think. Yeah, I think he left as a free agent to the Knicks. Yeah. Joe Smith, yeah. Remember Joe Smith? Remember Josh Smith? Remember Josh Smith? Yeah. Remember uh we got Chris, got Chris Weber at the end of his career. Oh my God. Yeah, it was <laughs> we get them when they're used up, boss. Why don't we draft these guys? Like we get drafts like everybody else. What's the deal? Man, I don't couldn't tell you, bro. I couldn't tell you. But we always get the guys. Remember Joe Harris? 
<laughs> we always get that. We always get that one player that was at the end of his career. He was very good, and then he gets here and winds up retiring, or you know, or just or just not playing well at all. Um, Blake Griffin, he was good uh, for a year and a half, maybe two. He gave us and, a little excitement, but yeah. Because he didn't oh. go anywhere else and do anything. I will say that. He didn't – I think he we, he had glimpses that he might tear it up a little bit in, in uh, Brooklyn. Josh Smith, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Josh Smith contract. Yes, Josh Smith, Ben Gordon, Charlie Nueva, Villa yep. Nueva. Let me, let me read this for our listeners here. Uh, Sean O'Toole says, let's not forget about the Josh Smith contract. That thing was kindling before the ink dried. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's been some weird, weird transactions. But I think that's, when it comes to the trades, stuff, that's all a Piston fan has to look for this season is some kind of shakeup or trade that's going to help us get better next year. Because I tell you what, we can get the number one pick. I don't think it's going to help us. I don't think nobody in the draft is. Well, one thing we don't need to do is get younger. We don't need to get any younger. I mean, if you can trade away that pick and, and get a couple veterans in there. Sure. But I don't foresee anybody in this college draft worth a number one pick to where you can trade it and get some value out of it. Yeah, this Alexander Sar guy is the one that everybody's talking about, but I don't know. Is that the guy overseas? I think he's a French guy. Yeah, I, I think we wore out our uh, our welcome with the the Frenchman, though. I mean, the last one we got. Don't forget about Sekou Demboya. Oh, gosh, man. He's we kind of drafted. That's so kind of the reason. Well. That's kind of the reason why we drafted Killian probably is because we wanted to pair the two French guys together. But of course, we couldn't get Wemby. That just you know. You know what, Foster? That's another thing. We're going to in the next show. We're going to pull up the last ten draft picks. Oh wow! That should be over a span of about four or five years. Maybe six. You said, la- you said the last 10 first round? The rounders? last 10 draft picks. Oh, dra- oh, draft picks. Okay. So you the want Pistons. like the third, the second rounders from. Yeah. We want the last 10 draft picks, first and second round. That should be over the past span of five or six years. And that should tell us, <laughs> that should give us a good indication on why this future is not looking so bright. <laughs> John O'Toole says, How much credit to the Lang, I don't even know how to pronounce that word. State of the franchise. Foster, read that for me. You, you how much? Ahead. How much credit to the? How much credit to the languishing state of the franchise pre-LCA, which is Little Caesars Arena, is due to the death of Bill Davidson and how long it takes a new Ooh. owner to get acclimated? That is a great question, there, Sean. Oh my gosh. Oh. you know, and and the thing is. Sean, I, I also I used to think that the owner that we have now, I don't think he knows what he's doing. I think he's a 
probably a great businessman, but he not, doesn't know much about basketball. They they interviewed him and they said, uh, and he said, we're just going to readjust and do things. We, um, I don't think, because, you know, the, there, there were the chance of sell the franchise in the middle of the game. And, and he was saying, we do so many great things for the community. Uh, those people in the stands are in there for for the things that you do for the community. <laughs> they're in there to they're in there to watch basketball and see basketball games one. So I he, he I don't think he has a clue. I, I Bill Davidson was on top of things. He made sure he got the best got the best coach in Chuck Daly that was available at the time. Got the best players out of the draft. He he his draft picks were over the years were were very very good in their rebuilding and. They continue to get the uh, draft well, even after, you know what I'm saying? When they were building up to be like the draft picks of Dennis Rodman and John Sally in the same year, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they weren't high draft picks. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just, they just did their talent scouting. And, you know, these drafts that we've had lately, K was a good pick. I think Ivy will be a good pick at some point, but he's making it an argument that it's not. Uh, I like I like Duran's the pick of Duran, but other than that, Sean says Siku was a total dice roll. To be fair, only players taken around him who have done anything are Brandon Clark, Tybal. Jordan Poole. No, none probably become regulars in 2019 to 2022 Detroit. Yeah. Brandon Clark's, Clark's not that great. Thibault, cool, cool. Yeah, you know. Jordan Poole, he went to the Warriors in a, a very ideal situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thanks, Sean. Sean said he loves the show. It's it's just getting tough to do though, Sean. <laughs> Hanging in this there. This is not an easy show to do. I mean, you guys got to you got to give some. Uh, we appreciate the love, Sean. We need more love for what we're doing. This is kind of torture at this point. It's just mm-hmm. it's rough. Three and thirty, and trying to find good things to say about this team. I don't want to get on here every week and bash this team because I'm Pistons. I love the Pistons. I can't sugarcoat it. It's 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 not doing a show. It's venting at this point. It'll be fun at the trade deadline. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, when is the trade deadline? Oh, I want to say it's in February. Do you remember when they had the free agent, uh, the free agency period where? The GMs were showing up at players' front doors at midnight. <laughs> you mean that metaphorically, or I'm serious? Like, no, they were in person. I remember uh, Tracy McGrady was one of them. Clock struck oh, twelve. There was somebody. There was a GM knocking on his door, like, "Hey, that's crazy." Let's talk. I mean, I'm pretty sure there was it was set up for a phone call, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, talking with the agent, whatever. But hey, four decades of lion fandom was just a warm up. Shot, shot, shot. 
<laughs> Four decades of line fandom was just a warm up, guys. Ah, yeah. I was built for this. You know what? You're absolutely right. If we can weather the, the Detroit Lions storm for all these years, we should be ready for this. Yeah. We haven't had to do this often with the Pistons. They've usually been, you know, decent. This is like, well, this is the worst we've ever seen it. Foster, let's wrap this up, man. I know you got things to do, sales to make, frontline apparel. <laughs> Check us out, Motor City Metrics on the YouTube, Bleachers to Speakers on the YouTube as well. Uh, all podcast streaming platforms, type in Bleachers, I mean, Post Game Podcast, FFSN. On Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any of the podcast streaming uh, platforms, and you can get this show, download the show, and check us out. It takes a lot to do a pissing show. You can at least listen to it. You know what I'm saying, Foss? I do know what you're saying. <laughs> that, that I do. You got any parting words before we get out of here, Foster? Um. In all seriousness, I, I'm happy that uh, I'm happy that we were able to get a win uh, on whatever day that was because I feel like it was so. We've you went to the game. You got to start going to more games. The game you went to, we won. And you know what? There were so many Raptors fans in the building. Like the 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 section we were in, we were surrounded by Canadians, and they all had. And it reminded me of how sweet their those purple. You know, they created a Jordan colorway around those. There's a Raptor. I can't remember what num the number of the Jordans are, but there were tons of Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady and uh, Siakam jerseys. Um, so it was it was good. It was fun. It was it was good to see, to win a game amongst a bunch of uh, Canadians. And uh, I hope we can, you know, in the next couple weeks. I, I just want to see the young guys play, and hopefully we can get some more wins because. You know, this is this has been painful, and we have been the laughing stock of the internet, and of social, uh, and just of the sports world in general. And it's not a good feeling, man. Yeah, go lines though. <laughs> yeah, um, we just—it's not fun being the laughing stock, but this too shall pass, right? That's right. Well, either that or we'll be three and seventy nine and season be over. That's a possibility too. Peace. Peace.